Hello, welcome to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Show Oshibeson is the lead pastor, Grace Made Christian Center, where we raise change agents. We do hope you'll be refreshed by God's word today. Happy listening. Let's remain standing as we read God's word this morning. Proverbs chapter 4, the strong anointing here. Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs 4, verse 20 to 22. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Proverbs 4, 20 to 22. It says, My son, give attention to my words. My son, <laughs> give attention to my words. Please take your seat this morning. I'm going to start from there. It says, My son, give attention. To my word. Say it was a neighbor. God is saying to you, give attention to his word. It says, incline your ear to my sayings. Verse 21 says, Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your hearts. For they are life to those who find them. And health or medicine to hold their flesh. Glory to God. Can we read together? Can we read together as a church? Are you ready? One, two, ready, read. My son, give attention. Okay, we are reading Proverbs 4, 20 to 22. One, two, ready, read. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sins. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and hell to all their flesh. Lord, we ask that you bless your word this morning. Let the entrance of your word give light. Let this word profit us. Let this word not stand against us on the day of judgment in the name of Jesus. We declare that your word will have a free course and be glorified in our midst. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory in Jesus. Now just say, say loud amen. amen. And just say, say loud amen. amen. Alright. Man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in the body. Man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives inside a body. If you've been to Grace Made a couple of months, I say this you know, over and over again. Man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. The soul comprises of the mind, the will, and the emotions. All right? The soul comprises of the mind, the will, and the emotions. And it's important to know and realize that when a man gets born again, his soul does not get born again. His body does not get born again. When a man gets born again, what gets born again, there's a little echo here, what gets born again is his spirit. Glory to God. So when you gave your life to Christ, your soul did not get born again. Your body did not get born again. It is your spirit that God born again. Praise God. In James 1.21, the Bible says, Wherefore lay aside all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness 
the engrafted word of God, which is able to save your souls. So now, you need to understand the context in which Paul was speaking here, or the writer was speaking here. James says that, receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, which is able to save your soul. So James was talking here to believers, to people who were already saved, but he was still speaking to them about the salvation of their soul. He says to them, receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, which is able to save your souls. So when you get born again, your spirits get saved. It is your responsibility, the owners rest on you to save your soul. It is your responsibility to save your soul. So if you're bad-headed, when you get born again, nothing changes. Praise God. You are still the same person in the physical. But what, what transpired, transpired in the realm of the spirit. Your spirit is what gets born again. Glory to God. Say glory to God. So Paul says here, receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, which is able to save your souls. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, it says, For I roughly treat my body and bring it under subjection, lest by enemies, when I've preached to others, I myself will be a castaway. So when you get born again, it is your duty to put your body under subjection. That is why we have believers who are tongue-talking, who still do all kinds of things, who still commit adultery, who still get involved in some kind of terrible things, praise God, that they are not proud of. Glory to God. Say glory to God. So it is your duty to save your souls and subject your body. Glory to God. The word of God is the believer's manual. And there's no way you and I can function effectively outside of a manual. Praise God. I know some of you here, I don't know about you, but there are people who have appliances, who have a phone, who have a TV, but they've not gotten the best out of those appliances. What they have explored is what they know. Because, you know, in, in this part of the world, we don't value education. So, when we buy a phone, for example, we trash the manual. Can I get a witness in the house? Because the manual to us is not important. But you see, the manual probably is the most important package that came with that product. In fact, the manual is more important than the product. Because the manual tells you how you would use the product. Glory to God. Say glory to God. So a lot of times, we want to live as believers. We want to live as Christians. But we want to let go of the manual. So the word of God is the manual for a Christian living. You cannot separate God's word. From our daily living as believers, as Christians. So we cannot say things like, let us put the word aside and face reality. The word of God is our reality as children of God. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. Glory to God. So we cannot do away with the manual. 
In Luke 4.4, 4, Matthew 4.4, 4, the Bible says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So it says to us that, see, if you want to live, you cannot live outside of the word of God. Glory be to God. I want to share with you 10 things about the word of God. Number one, the word of God is light and lamp. Psalm 119 verse 105, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my paths. There are times that we have circumstances in our lives that we are confused. We don't even know what to do. But just looking at the manual, we have direction, praise God. We know what to do because God's word is light, is lamp. It brings illumination to our path, glory to God. Number two, the word of God is quick, is alive. Glory to God. Hebrews 12 says that the word of God is quick and powerful. The word quick is a Greek word, zao. It means alive, to have life. So Jesus says in John 63, he says, the words I speak to you, they are spirits, they are life, they are quick words. They are not ordinary words. Glory to God. Glory to God. The word of God is anointed in and of itself. So if I want to heal people now, there's a stream of the anointing and there's a stream of the word. So when I want to heal people, Kenegan used to say that. He said, sometimes when I want to heal people and the anointing has departed, I can still heal by the word. Just you believing the word, you can be healed. Glory to God. Say glory to God. So the word of God is quick and active. Praise God. The word of God is a glass and a mirror. With open face beholding as in a glass. The glory of the Lord. We are being changed. We are being metamorphosed. We are, we are being transformed. We are being transfigured from glory to glory. Even as by the spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. James 1.23, let's see that scripture. James 1.23. James 1.23. Oh, glory to God. I'm so excited this morning. It says, if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. So the word of God is likened to a mirror. Praise God. Number four, the word of God washes. Ephesians 5. From 25 to 26, the word of God washes. It speaks of the washing of the water by the word. It says, husband, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Next verse. That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by what? By the word. That he might sanctify and cleanse her by the washing of the water by the word. Now, this is so powerful, alright? Because when you got born again, some of you, different dirts came with you into Christ. You were in a mess, literally. Before you got born again. Anybody like that here? I know your hand won't be up. Amen. It's okay. See, 
I've seen people, I've counseled people. Back on campus, I've spoken to people that have done things. And then you're wondering, are you a human being? People who sleep with animals? People who have done terrible things, who have killed, who their mind is literally corrupt, who have found themselves in things that, you know, they cannot be proud of. Some of you here, if they open up what you do in the secrets, if they open up the activities that goes on in your life, even after service today, today, like after the service today, you get home. You've heard the word. Washing up the water by the word. You still get home today. This today. Because people deal with things. People have struggles. People are struggling with different kind of sins. I mean, you know, I, I, I went to a place, a large church for a conference. And somebody just said to me, hello, a guy. I'm like, are you, are you mad? And it was a pastor's conference. Do you know some pastors are gay? Do you know that? And I was wearing suits. He said, hello. I said, go punish. <laughs> Things are happening. But because some of us are too righteous, you have lost track of what's happening in the world. And that's why sometimes it's good to interact with unbelievers. You know things that are happening in the world. We're having a discussion. Somebody said, oh, you know, they go to a place. I don't want to use that word here. Praise God. You know, and they, you know, they said all kinds of things. And somebody said, oh, what is that? I said, ah, you don't know this thing and this, that, and this thing. Ah, ah. Somebody said, say it faster. Some of you, you need to have one month stretch with the word. Because your mind is so corrupt. You need to be sanctified and set apart. I mean, I was, you know, we're in class. I'm in a Bible school, I'm in a business school. And then, you know, we're, we're just talking, you know, and somebody said, oh, like let him enter well and what another person picked is what you picked you understand what I'm saying yeah let him enter very well now just somebody just talking innocent to the pure things are pure to the pure things are pure but, but to defiled nothing is pure because their heart and their mind is defiled just making Statements. Have you been in lift because we are going? I say I'm not going down. Your mind needs to be worked on. So the lift is. Go, we are. So we are. We are on top floor. We are going down. I say I'm not going down in Jesus' name. You need to reprogram your mind. If you are in a lift and the lift is going down, we are going down. Are we not going to the ground floor? Say, I'm not, I'm not good at in Jesus' name. Say, forward ever, upward, upward. Please leave that scripture. 
says that he might sanctify and cleanse her by the washing of the water by the word. The word cleanses. And let me tell you something. Some of you can be five years born again and you have not gone through this stage. There are people who can be six months in Christ and they've gone through this phase. They've gone past it. There are people who've been born again for ages. They've not gone past this phase of cleansing and, and washing of the water by the word. So how do you do that? You have to behold when you engage the word, the word cleanses you. I remember back in the day, I used to watch all kinds of things. All kinds of things. Glory to God. All kinds of things. Pornographic, all kinds of things. Before I got born again, many years ago, as a teenager. Yeah? And then, those memories were still in the mind, in my mind. But you see, before I got born again, many years ago, as a teenager, praise God. And there was no way I could reprogram myself without the word. So some of you here, you are the one that needs to sit down with the word because your past has not been great. You've exposed yourself to certain things that you should not have exposed yourself to. So your mind is literally warped. There's so much moral depravity that you are, in, you are literally in a mess. You know that you are in a mess. The word can worship your glory to God. That the word can worship your glory to God. The word washes and cleanses. The word of God is milk. Milk. First Peter 2.2 2 says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. What food is to the body is what the word of God is to the spirit. What food is to the body is what the word of God is to the spirit. Your spiritual growth is proportionate to your word intake. Your spiritual growth is proportionate to your word intake. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So, the more of God's word you take, the more of the milk you take, the more you grow. So you see people who have been born again for years, they have refused to grow because their milk intake is low. So when you get born again, you become a new person, a new, you are a baby when you get born again. So the Bible says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Number six, the word of God is pure and perfect. Psalm 19 from 7 to 11. Glory to God. The word of God is perfect. There is nothing perfect, but God's word is perfect. That's why you, you don't need to hard to it. God's word is pure and perfect. 
says, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The simple here speaks about a man who is humble, who is teachable. You cannot grow in God if you are proud at heart. You cannot be corrected. You cannot be chastised. You are arguing with your creator. Arguing with God. Every scripture, you argue it. You argue it. You argue it blindly. Pay your tithe. You are arguing it. What is, what is really 10%? Which, what is 10%? You are arguing it. <laughs> Say, no, it's 10% of gross. It's of net. You are still debating that. Says, go and win souls. Say, ah, no. Just use your money. Just Your money goes ahead of you. The word of God is pure and perfect. Number seven, the word of God builds. Acts 20.32 says, I commend you unto God and the word of his grace which is able to build you up. So God's word have the capacity to build you up. <laughs> glory to God. Say glory to God. Now, if you're down, God's word can build you up. If you have no future, God's word can build you up. Oh, glory to God. Say glory to God. Say I'm being beat up by the word. When I got born again, I had no confidence about how my life would turn out. I wasn't sure I was going to succeed. But I began to see the word. To read the word. Faith was built in my heart. God's word began to build me up. I know I can take nations for God. Glory to God. Now I'm saying, Lord, give me nations. Because God's word has built me up. Glory to God. Woo! Hallelujah. Glory to God. Somebody said, oh, you know, you, you sound really brilliant. It's the word of God. It builds me up. The Bible says, when they took note of them, <laughs> when they took note of them, that these guys were unlearned and they were ordinary men. They were, that should be asked for, I'm not sure now. When they took note of them, that they were unlearned and ordinary men. Now, let me say this to you. It doesn't matter how you are. Even if you have no degree, God's word would degrify you. Since when he took note of them, Acts 4, come on, Acts 4. Just check it for me. Acts 4, when he took note of them, that they were unlearned and ordinary men. They took note that, ah, these ones must have been with Jesus. <laughs> Glory to God. God makes extraordinary things out of ordinary people. Where is the scripture? Acts 4, 13. Just a simple search and you, you would have found it. It says, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled 
and they took knowledge of them that they are only those who have been just can be like that. People didn't go to school. I've seen people, I've heard of people, son, who didn't go to school, couldn't read. But as they began to engage the word, they began to learn words. They began to read. People like people, those fathers of faith, they didn't go to any school. They had no formal education. But you engage the word. Glory to God. The entrance of thy word, it gives light. Glory to God. And it gives understanding to the simple. To the unlearned. What the word. If you understand what I'm saying to you, your Bible will be your friend. Every day. They saw that these guys were unlearned. They didn't go to school. They had no degree. They were ordinary men. Ordinary, I love that word. Ordinary men. No repute. Nothing about these guys. Just mere guys. Extraordinary guys. We're made out of these guys because they engaged the world. Now that I'm saying this, what are you going to do right now? Are you going to engage the world? The world builds you up. I commend you unto God and the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. That's the next one, verse 8. The word of God guarantees your inheritance in Christ. And give you an inheritance in Christ. Oh, glory to God. You have an inheritance in Christ. You have an inheritance in Christ. Glory to God. In Romans 8, 17, the Bible says that we are joint heirs with God. Glory to God. We are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. We have an inheritance. Glory be to God. So I have good news for you. Even if your father died and did not will anything to you, in Christ, by now you should be shouting. I say in Christ, you have an inheritance. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I have an inheritance in Christ. <laughs> Woo! I should excite you. I may not have anyone in my bank account, but I have an inheritance in Christ. The economy may be going bad, but I have an inheritance in Christ. And by God's word, I will pull it out. I will pull it out. Glory to God. The word of God gives you an inheritance among the saints. Hallelujah. Next, the word of God is exciting. Psalm 119, verse 162. The Bible says, I rejoice at your word. Like one who has found a great spoil. Do you know what spoil means? 
in Bible days, when nations go to war against each other, and then a particular nation defeated the other nation. So, so, so the nation that defeated the other nation would take their, they say they would spoil them. So they would take everything that belongs to them and it would be theirs. So the Bible says, I rejoice at your word like one who has found a great spoil. Not just spoil, a great spoil. Glory to God. Say glory to God. You should be excited at the word of God. If you are a child of God and God's word does not excite you, you have a long way to go. When they preach God's word, sometimes, you know, you, you stand up on, and begin to run everywhere because something just eats you. Glory to God. I remember back in the day when we go for conference, I used to go for Pastor Chris Hercules conference. I see people running, running. Glory to God. I'm blessed. See people running. I'm blessed. Woo! Glory to God. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. The lines are falling for me. Present please. I'm blessed. Wow! Glory to God. God's word should excite you. When you read God's, sometimes, you know, I'm just studying on the bed. You know, I, I'm just studying there. I'm like, God, I just see something. I'm like, what? A mini canton? You don't understand what I'm saying? If you don't have this feeling, you have a long way to go. God's word must excite you. That's what the psalmist said. I was glad. I was excited when they said to me, someone into verse 1, when they said to me, let us go to the... So you are not reading because your pastor says so. You are reading because you know that in your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. It excites you. Glory to God. Shout and bless. Oh, glory to God. You are not saying like you are blessed. Say, I'm blessed. Glory to God. Can you rejoice in the word of God this morning? Hallelujah. Woo! Glory. Woo. There's a teacher anointing here right now. Praise God. The word of God is medicinal. It's medicinal. Ah. Ah. How many of you here, you were depressed? You just read the word. And your spirits became lifted. Anybody like that here? God's word is medicinal. Sometimes, I, I, you know, I don't know about you, but you have, you have things ahead of you. You have deadlines. You have bills to pay. You, oh, I mean real bills. And then you, you think, and then you just see a word. And then he says, your God will supply. Then he eats you again. Hallelujah. And then you are just like, wow. Wow. Glory to God. Say glory to God. Proverbs 1, we say, my son, incline your ears to my sayings. Let's, let's have it. Proverbs 4 from verse 20. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. What a grace here this morning. Says, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Says, 
Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your hearts. For they are life to those who find them and else and medicine to all their flesh. Some of that's why you cannot be missing church. When you miss church, you are missing a whole lot. Praise God. Say, Praise God. You can have this encounter even in your home. God's word is medicine. Just say to yourself, I'm healed. You begin to see that you are healed. Glory to God. Tell my children, when you're sick sometime, before you buy drugs, use Christ Miron. Use Holy Ghost Queen. Use Jesus Messine. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? Sometimes, natural medicine should not be your first option. Somebody is sick, before first aid box, go there, Rakosui. You will not die but live. You see, when you have God's word, and that's one thing God's word does, faith will be built in your heart. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you want to have more faith, increase your word intake. What would make an undergraduate attend, attempt to go and pray for a dead person? We did that on campus. I did that. The person refused to wake up. But he says, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. He didn't say you will recover them. They will recover. That one did not recover. Amen. Is that what the Bible says? Say, and you will lay hands on the sea, and who will recover? They will recover. I pray, but it basically not recover. I've prayed. I've done my part. But some recovered. Amen. I remember very young man, you know, came to you know my our hostel, and he said, Oh, you know, he had. HIV. How he got it? I don't want to go into the details. So he says, Pastor, I know that you know I shouldn't have done that, but here I'm high. You know, I have this and HIV. I'm HIV. HIV. Uh, when you have it, that's what positive, right? So I said, Oh, do you have faith? Do you have faith? I can change. Say, I have faith. You know, we prayed for this guy and he went back for, for the check and he changed. Hallelujah. My first book that I wrote, what was it, Campus Ministry, my very first book. And since then, I've not been able to write another one. Amen. I'll still write. But the cares of life. <laughs> I've not been able to write another book since then. You know, I wrote one. But it's not really a book. I'm sure you don't forget the word. So, but we pray for the guy, and then you know, the, the guy got well. And then when the guy was sharing the testimony, I that prayed for him, I was as surprised as he was. 
But the faith had been built up. See, when your faith is built up, there is nothing you cannot attempt. I'm telling you. Ah, we should go and price cars. Is, is, your faith has to be built up. Price houses. I remember I went to a place. I said, how much is this hotel? They had mentioned the amount. Maybe I can't remember. Maybe about 50 million. I said, I'll be back next week. <laughs> of course, I didn't go back. There was no way I could have gone back. But you see, when you have faith, you will dare things. How would you take your entire in Christ if you don't have faith? How? Glory to God. Say, glory to God. Say, my faith is built up. Glory to God. The word of God is medicinal. I want to over, overflow this. Number 11, the word of God frames. Frames. True faith, you understand that the words were framed by the word of God. Hallelujah. I need to run very fast right now because of time. How should I study the word? One of the questions a lot of people ask is, how do I study the word? Now, let me say this. One of the reasons people don't read their Bibles is because they don't know where to read. Anybody like that in the house? They don't know where to read. They say, I, I want to. But I don't even know where to read. Praise God. Let me ask you something. How many of you, when you were growing up, you know, when you want to determine where to read, you just pick your Bible. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? Please, can I get a hard copy Bible? Hard copy Bible now. Hard copy Bible. Hard copy Bible. And then, you know, you just, you know, go like this. Just say. Ah, I see Jesus wept. No, 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 no. No, this is not what I want. Try again. And Judah hanged himself. Ah, say no, no, no. Check again. That's how some of us talk to me. Are you on this table? Are you still on this table? Not anymore. Thank you. God bless you. Yeah, that's how most people, you know, they just, you know, just wish that some angel would tell them, my son, my son, Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. Say, dear Lord, speak for your servant hear it. How should you study the Bible? Number one is the devotional method. The devotional method subscribes and uses a daily devotional as a guide to Bible study. So I recommend Open Heavens. You know, there are other ones. The Grace Vision is coming out very soon. Praise God. Absolutely of reality. I used to use that a lot back in the day. Then you have the Testament Challenge. This is where you decide to read the Bible in a systematic way. You can decide to do the Old Testament or the New Testament. Praise God. The next one is the Book Study Method. So in this place, you pick a book at random and study it. So you can decide to study the book of Psalms, Proverbs, Roots, Corinthians. Some of you don't even know that some books exist in the Bible. Like Titus. It's not a kind of fish. Titus. Philemon. You know? 
Ezra, Obadiah, Naum, Abakuk, Mika. Please ask your neighbor, please, sharply give me a verse in Mika. Ask your neighbor, sharply give me a verse in Mika. Ask your neighbor, give me a verse in Naum. No, say, sharply give me a verse in Naum. Shall we give you a verse in Mika? Okay. Obadiah. Zephaniah. Some of you don't know what we are talking about. Say inside the Bible, yes. Inside that Bible that you are carrying to church. You know, you know what all of things I love about the Muslims is that at a particular age, you, they call it maybe Salama or something like that. I don't know what they call it. But you must have been able to, I think, maybe memorize or go through a school. Any Muslim, you were a former Muslim, where you do Wolimo. Ah, who is that? You are a Woli. Where you go through the, they are, they are, they are scripture. Amen. You go through it. And then you, you come to a place where you, you can recite it by heart. Say, neighbor, sharply give me a scripture in Matthew. Matthew. You will not believe that there are people who don't know any scripture in the Bible by heart. <laughs> Hey, Rick. Where is all things work together for good? I remember back in this moment, I said, Revelation. I said, which revelation? Glory to God. I said, glory to God. So you study the Bible, book study. Then you can do character study. Under this, you pick a character of the Bible. Do you know that you are a character in the Bible. You have a character in the Bible. Yesterday I was asking my wife, what do you think I have in the Bible? She said, Joseph. Because Joseph was an administrator. And I am an administrator. He's an administrator. And then he was, he was bivocational. Because there are pastors who are bivocational. Who can pastor and do other things at the same time. Not everybody have that gift. As a pastor, I can pastor. As an entrepreneur, I can do that. It's a grace. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you have a Daniel who is influencing systems and culture, who is also serving God. Glory to God. Actually, but what character are you? Praise God. God forbid Delilah. Oh. <laughs> no Delilah in grace made. Amen. Actually, there are some Christians who have that character. But in Jesus' name, they are not in grace made. Amen. I said amen. The next one is topical Bible study. So under this approach, you pick a topic and then you study it exhaustively. 
If you are in Nigeria at this time, I want to recommend to you what you should study faith. You will need it. In fact, I, I, I told you, I said, son, please get me. There's this Bible course back again on faith. I said, please go and get me that book. I need to read it again. Almost 200 pages or more. I remember back in the day when I was on, on campus, I read that book for three months. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an exhaustive teaching on faith. Bible study course by Kenny Hagin on faith. It has for healing, it has for prayer, it has for the healing, anointing and all of that. Praise God. So you can pick prosperity. If you see that your life, the way it's going, question, what price are you willing to pay to get out of your condition? Knowledge is power. So you see that you, you always walk in lack. Go and get something on divine provision. Go and get something on... I mean, get... Stop, crack this thing. Stay in the place of the study and crack it. Glory to God. And stay there. You are constantly sick. Go and get a book on healing. Research it and read it. And see if God will not heal you. Glory be to God. The last one, I mean, there are about 10, but let me just stay with these most popular ones. The next one is book study. So you can book background study. So you can also study the background of the book. So for example, you know, if you want to study about 1 Corinthians, instead of just reading 1 Corinthians, you can go and read the background story. What happened? Where was Paul when he wrote the book? What were the circumstances around some of the books that Paul wrote, he wrote them while he was in prison. So you understand which prison was he? Was he clear that he, you know, was he? You, 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 you learn that way. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. You know, sometimes I, I, I try to imagine how we call ourselves Christian. You know what I'm saying? How can you be a non-Bible reading Christian? What kind of Christian is that? That you live in, in fact, people forget their Bible in church for two weeks. They, they don't need it. The ushers in church is good. My, uh, I used to grow up in a, in a popular denomination. People, ushers will pack Bible 15, 20. Brother so and so, your Bible. They will not come and claim it because they don't need it. And some of you who deceive yourself, that your Bible study is on the phone. How can you study the Bible on the phone? Then WhatsApp will drop. Yeah, I'm sorry, check it. BRB, BRB. But you have responded. It is well. Ah, time. I'll, I'll finish these things today. Today you will hear a word. I said today you will hear a word. You know that, see, read the Bible, Acts. I think 25 or something, Paul was preaching. He preached all night. He preached all night. A man by the name Uticus. 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 Please give me that scripture. You will see today. Uticus. E-U-T-Y-C-U-S. Uticus slept. And fell from a story building and fell and died. Paul got there and woke him up. What God do you say? 
you will hear this word today. He woke him up and continued teaching. Sholo, stop money. You will hear what today. <laughs> Please show me that scripture. I want to see it. Tell us, neighbor, you will hear what today. Say how? Sorry? Acts 29. Say how? How? Oh, the world is just taking too long necessarily. I don't know, you know. I just have things to do, you know. You will hear what today. Say, and in a window from, from eight, from eight, from eight. Says, there were many lamps in the upper room where they were gathered together. Verse nine. Verse nine. And in a window sat a certain young man named Eutychus, who was, he was sinking into deep sleep. Alone was she. He was sinking into deep sleep. He was, <laughs> he was overcome by sleep. May sleep don't overcome you. I said, may sleep don't overcome you. In the name of Jesus. He was overcome by sleep. And as Paul continued speaking, he fell down from the third story and was taken up dead. Paul said, wait, he was. Verse 10. Verse 10. But Paul went down. What do you say? But Paul went down, fell on him, and embraced him, said, Do not trouble yourselves, for his life is in him. Next verse. Next verse. Now, when he had come up, had broken bread and eaten, he was hungry. When he had come up, had broken bread and eaten, and talked a long while, even till death alone was she. And he talked. This message, I will finish it today. No, before I will say, oh, you know, continue next. We will, continue, we will finish today. Today. Glory to God. How to engage the word. Read the word. Read the word. First Timothy 4.13. It says, till I come. Give attendance to reading. Give attendance to reading. Read the word. Proverbs 4.21. Proverbs 4.21. Oh, glory to God. It says, do not let them depart from your what? From your eyes. Stay there. When I got born again, I read the New Testament five times in six months. I was, I was hungry. People ask me, oh, how do you quote scripture? How do you learn scripture? I, I paid my dues. I'm, I'm still paying my dues right now. Praise God. I said, praise God. Just, I sat down there reading. I sleep there. I wake up. Light goes off. I get candle or lantern. I'm there reading. Reading. Give attendance to reading. Number two, study the word. Second Timothy 2 15. Study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needs not to be ashamed. Rightly divine the word of truth. Study to show yourself. It needs to study to show yourself. Oh. Because that's another thing. So people study to show themselves. He says, study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needs not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. There is a way to divide this word of truth. 
There's a way that you are asked questions as a child of God because you are vast in scriptures. You know how to divide it. You know how to explain it. When they ask you about rapture, you know what to say. You know that there is a judgment seat of Christ. There is a white throne judgment. You understand it. What I just said now, so we don't understand what I'm saying. Say, what is judgment seat? What is great white throne judgment? You don't understand. The judgment seat is for believers. The white throne judgment or the great white throne judgment is for unbelievers. Some of you never heard that before in your entire life. Because you, are not, you, you, you don't learn the scripture. You don't study the scripture. Number three, memorize the scripture. Psalm 119 verse 11 says, Your word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. Proverbs 421. Depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Keep them in the midst of you. How do you do that? Through meditation. In Colossians 3, 6, the Bible says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you in all wisdom. Let the word of God dwell in you richly, richly. Emphasize. The word rich there is the word full supply. Full supply. So when it says, my God shall supply all my needs, according to his riches in glory, is the same context. So it says that, let God's word dwell in you in full supply. In other words, let God's word not lack supply in your life. Glory to God. Say glory to God. You know, there's something called equilibrium in, in economics, where demand meets supply, right? Am I correct? Yeah. So you may, you may know how to answer everyone. There are people that want to embarrass you. Yeah. Yeah. That is why you're always walking out of conversations because you, know, you don't know what to say. Of course, don't engage in vain arguments, but there are times that you have to dissect the scripture and explain and expound the scriptures to people. Glory to God. Memorize the scripture. I remember back in the day, I still saw the book, I think it was last week or so, I, I put about 300 scriptures in that book and I put everything in my head. Till date, I still have them and even more. So people ask me, how do you call scriptures? How do you memorize scriptures? You memorize scriptures like a child. The same way children memorize, some of you, your children know scriptures more than you because they memorized it. You know, I heard a story of someone you know, who, in the, she had a dream Talking about memorizing scripture, she had a dream, and then the devil took her womb in that dream. I was, I was running away with, with her womb in the dream. And then she said, the Bible says. Then the devil stopped. When she said, the Bible says. The Bible says, the devil stopped. And then, she didn't know what the Bible said. So the devil took the womb. When you are broke, do you have scriptures for that? When you are sick, do you have scriptures for that? When you are depressed, do you have scriptures for that? When things are not going the way you want them to go, do you have scriptures for that? You must have scriptures for everything. 
Glory to God. Say glory to God. So say, oh, I didn't memorize scriptures. You memorize. You write it out. Oh, I love this. I used to do this back in the day. So you write the scripture and then say, oh, Philippians 4, 13. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Put it in your pocket. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I can do. You check it. You check it. Philippians 2, 12. God is at work in me to will and to do of his good pleasure. You check it. You check it. You put it. You check, you check it. You do that. You check it again. It's at work in me to will and to do of his good pleasure. Okay, you check it. Galatians 5, 6. Walk in the spirit. And you know not the desires of, his, of the flesh. You check it. You write it. That's how you learn. Let me, let me tell you something. Do you know that you learn something? You know, to tell you that you are not dull. It's just that it is energy channeled the wrong way. You know all the lyrics. You know everything. So that tells you that you are not dull. It's just that you have misplaced priorities. You know everything. All the songs, you go and check their page, Google it, learn it, because you don't want to chop mouth. Can you do the same way for the same thing? For the Bible, for the word of God. Embrace it. Love it. Look at it. Behold it. What you behold, you become. Beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord. You are being changed to that Second Corinthians 3.18 Show me But we all with unveiled face Beholding As in a glass Or in a mirror The glory of the Lord Are being transformed Being changed Into the same image What you behold You will become if you behold the word long enough, you become the word. The Bible says, John chapter 1, the word became flesh. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory like that of the only begotten son, full of grace and truth. Glory to God. I love the translation. It says, the word became flesh and moved to the neighborhood. The word became flesh. The word can become flesh in your life. Can become flesh in your finance. I know of a sure. I am assured that my destiny in Christ is great. The word tells me so. Glory to God. I'm not defeated. Oh, glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. Meditate on the word. Joshua wanted this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. He says, you will meditate day and night. Not every week. Not every month. Not when you are in the mood. Oh, the psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at all times. Not, I feel like blessing the Lord. No, no, I will. I have made a decision to bless the Lord. 
I will read the word. Glory to God. Some of you need to put yourself on probation and say, no word, no breakfast. No word, no food. No word, no sex. As a married man, say to yourself, no, if I don't, baby, before I come, ask me, have you, have you, have you read the word today? You hear what I'm saying? Desperate measures. That's how you can engage. Glory to God. If you want to marry my daughter, I will ask you, give me 10 scriptures. Where do you think you are coming to? Are we, are we, they play. Give me 10 scriptures, my friend. Am I play? I raised a child, a daughter. You are telling me that you, you, we are in love. My friend, oh, oh, God, forget love. Oh. My brother, Miguel, give me scripture. Memorize scripture. Meditate on the word. Confess the word. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You speak the word. Declare the word. Next one. Do the word. It says, be not hearers only, but be ye doers of the word. It says, you know, I mean, it says, if you are a hearer only, says what you are doing is that you are like somebody that beholds himself in a mirror and all of a sudden, immediately, you forget the manner of person that you are. Do you get what I'm saying? When you look at the mirror and you see yourself, do you, when you leave the mirror, do you still see yourself? No. So you have to look at it. Keep looking at it. Don't stop. Keep stay there until that substance rubs off on you. Glory to God. Let me tell you something. God's word will prevail in your life. But you have to stay there. Do the word. Don't be here as alone. Do the word. The last one, preach the word. 2 Timothy 4 2. It says, preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. You have to preach it. You have to preach the word. I'm not saying holding the microphone in church and preaching like I'm doing right now. I'm talking about something different. Preach the word to people. Talk to them about Christ. Preach the gospel of Jesus to them. Glory to God. In your place of work, all right, when they are saying that we want someone that will lead devotion, stand up and lead devotion. When you are going to work, you are in a bus. Praise God. You soon come out of that bus in Jesus' name. Amen. You are in a mall. Stand up and say a prayer. Stand up and preach the word. Glory to God. Say glory to God. You have some workers working for you. Before you go into this business, say come together. Let's pray. Share the word with them. Glory to God. That's how you preach the word. Any chance you have, preach the word. You have your driver, you know, preach the word to him. Preach the word to your cook. You have a house. Preach the word to them. Any chance you have, the Bible says be instant in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exalt with all long suffering and teaching. Teach the word. You have someone going astray, call them and say, see, you can't continue like this. The Bible says, speaking the truth in love, rebuke in love. And there are people who don't want to take correction. Praise God. You rebuke them. You ex exhaust them. Hallelujah. With all long suffering and teaching. 
Praise God. I said, praise God. Ah, what an anointing right now. Stand to your feet, everybody. Thank you, Jesus. Can you share the message of the scripture? Teach the word. What are you going to do right now? Jennifer, what are you going to do right now? Embrace the word. See, the word is waiting for you. But you are, you are, not, you are not loaded. You are not loaded with the word. You cannot make any lasting impact. Don't be a nominal Christian. Be a Christian. Be a real change agent. Lift your hands to heaven and say, Lord, I receive grace. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We're glad you're part of our community now and trust you are blessed by today's message. Please subscribe to the Show or Shibetsu podcast. Like and share as well. You can also find Pastor Shewu on Instagram at Shewu Oshibeso or at GraceMadeNG.